0: Hello! Welcome to My Secret Obsession. I'm Cherish Lively, and today we are reading Avenging Kiss. It's the second book in the Savage Security series. Romantic and complex, this psychological thriller delivers twists and turns as you get a peek into each character's perspective. Readers are saying, this book has everything. Action, mystery, revenge, and romance. It's a great follow-up to Blood Kiss. So, get comfy, turn up the volume, and let's read a book chapter 33 8:55 p.m. jack slammed on the brakes the tires screeched to a sudden stop as he pulled up to the office building he knew the fucking bastard was inside with bella he'd seen the security footage his heart thundered as he unlocked the building's front door and then raced through the lobby towards the savage security office at the sound of her scream anger and desperation propelled him forward eric's head was visible behind her desk a pen stuck out of his neck and blood trailed from the wound. The bastard craned his head at the sound of the door as Jack entered. Get off her, Jack roared, pointing his gun at Eric as he stalked towards him. Fuck. Eric squeezed her neck harder, hoping to crush her fragile windpipe under the pressure of his tightening grip. When Eric didn't back away from Bella, Jack pulled the trigger and shot him in the shoulder. As much as he wanted to kill the bastard, he couldn't. Eric held too many answers to too many questions. Jack had better things in mind for him. A searing, hot pain bore through Eric's shoulder. Grabbing a quick glance at his shoulder, he saw the blood seeping into the fabric of his shirt. He released Bella's neck from his suffocating grip and reached towards his ankle for the gun strapped to his leg. Bella came into view as Jack rounded the desk. Her body lay prone on the floor, unmoving. Her eyes were closed. Her clothes were ripped and disheveled. Bruises discolored her face and neck. He didn't notice her chest rising and falling. That scared him. Jack caught the flash of Eric's hand moving towards his ankle. Jack didn't waste a moment. Bella needed him. Once again, he squeezed the trigger and shot Eric in the other shoulder. The force of the impact knocked Eric off balance. He struggled to move his arm through the blinding pain, but everything hurt too much. His arms felt as if they were made of lead and wouldn't move the way he wanted them to move. He was defenseless. Jack gripped him, one hand pressing against the bullet wound in Eric's shoulder and the other wrapping around the back of his head. Jack smashed Eric's face against the side of Bella's desk. Blood oozed from a cut in his forehead, and his body went limp. Jack tossed him to the ground. Pulling out a zip tie, he secured Eric's hands behind his back. Grabbing another zip tie, he secured Eric's ankles. The bastard wasn't going anywhere. Jack knelt beside Bella. The sight of her petite body lying motionless scared the shit out of him. Bella. Bella, he said. He could hear the anxiety in his voice as concern nearly overwhelmed him. He pressed two fingers to her throat to check for a pulse. Nothing. Sliding his fingers to another position, he still couldn't find a pulse. Bella, talk to me, he begged. But she remained motionless. Jack centered the heel of his hand on her chest and settled his other hand on top. He straightened his elbows and leaned over her and began chest compressions. Feeling the give in her ribs as he compressed her chest confirmed that he was successfully pumping her blood. He continued to talk to her, begging her to open her eyes. He never took his eyes off of her as he fought for her life. When he finished the first set of compressions, he checked for breathing, not feeling anything. He tilted her head and lifted her chin in order to begin the rescue breathing. He pinched her nostrils and placed his mouth over hers and blew. Her chest rose as his breath filled her lungs. He gave another breath and then resumed the chest compressions. Hey, Cole called out as he came through the door, gun in hand. The pit in his stomach that festered on his drive to the office burned in his chest. He quickly noticed that Eric had been contained. How is she? Cole stepped around the desk and spotted Bella. Anger at the bastard that had done this to her consumed him. When he'd heard about the Black Widow seeking revenge for their actions, he never expected Bella to be pulled into the fray. He'd hoped that she would be safe from whatever retribution was headed their way. He'd been a fool. A slight twitch of Bella's hand gave Jack hope. He stopped the compressions, leaving his hands in place on her chest. Bella. Bella, wake up are you here with us? He was ready to begin the compressions again if she didn't respond. There, Cole pointed to her foot. She see that? She's coming to. Bella moaned. Her head throbbed and when she tried to swallow, her throat felt like it would collapse. She didn't want to swallow or move. She was drowning in pain. Bella. Bella. Jack smoothed a hand over her hair as he examined her face. Open your eyes, Bella, he said firmly. The stampeding of his heart slowed to a thundering gallop. She knew that voice. The rough pad of Jack's thumb scraped over her cheek. Why was Jack here? What happened? Her eyelids fluttered, and then she locked on Jack. Concern was etched in the fine lines around his eyes, and his lips were pressed tightly together. Hey, she began, but stopped as the pain intensified. Just lay there. Help is coming. He stroked her head. The feel of her silky hair between his fingers soothed him. When he'd first entered the room, he'd feared for her life. He would never have been able to forgive himself if she died as payback for something he'd done. Cole sent a silent prayer of thanks and looked over his shoulder at the unconscious man restrained on the office floor. He felt nothing but disgust and hatred for Eric. He refocused on Jack and Bella. The ambulance is on its way, Cole said. I'll call Captain Wallace. He'll send over the right people to collect this son of a bitch. He jabbed a thumb in Eric's direction. There was no way the captain would allow Eric to be apprehended by the municipal police department. Cole knew that Captain Wallace would arrange for Eric to spend some up-close and personal time with the interrogator. Cole slid his gun into the holster on his belt and tapped the screen on the cell phone. He positioned himself at the entrance to the hallway, where he could not only see Eric, but also keep an eye on Jack and Bella as he made the call. As Eric came to, his shoulders throbbed. A fierce pain began in his shoulders and radiated down his arms and into his torso. His head pounded and pulsed. He tried to move his hands, but failed. Blood seeped into his shirt and dripped onto the carpet from his shoulder wounds. He groaned as he tried to separate his feet, but they were locked together with zip ties. Hey, he screamed, panic swelling in his chest. Let me go! He wiggled around on the floor like a flipped beetle. Finally, he managed to get himself onto his side and then into a seated position with his hands still secured behind his back and his legs out in front. Jack's head snapped to attention and locked on Eric. Shut the fuck up, he sneered. The asshole didn't know how lucky he was that Jack hadn't killed him. Jack stood and pulled out another zip tie. He looked at Bella, and his heart filled with love. Don't move. Don't move, he said, his voice softer and tender. I'll be right back. Don't wiggle around. He didn't know what kind of damage she sustained and didn't want her to hurt herself any worse. The ambulance will be here soon. They'll take you to the hospital to get you checked out. She nodded slightly, but even that little movement sent pain shooting down her neck and into her heart. She fought back the tears. She didn't want to cry in front of them. Jack and Cole were strong and brave, It may have been crazy, but she felt as if crying in front of them was wrong. That somehow, being weak around them was unnecessary, so she drew strength from their courage. Somehow, she knew everything would be all right. Eric's eyes went wide as Jack approached him. You can't do anything to me. I'm an American citizen, he raged. I want a lawyer. Tears streaked down his face and mingled with the blood from his head wound. He hated for them to see him so weak but the pain in his shoulders was horrendous. He hadn't felt pain like that since the night of the bombing when the shrapnel had sliced through his body. The tone of Eric's voice reminded Jack of a terrified bully who just realized that a new and improved bully was about to give him a beatdown. Jack snorted. Yeah, good luck with that. You're a piece of shit who's going to end up being a very helpful little bird. Eric's eyes widened. This wasn't how it was supposed to go down. He was supposed to win. He'd come too far, worked too hard, and accomplished too much to have everything go to hell. If Aditya hadn't screwed up, his plan would have worked. He could have killed the team that destroyed his life and then returned to his friends in the Middle East, where he could help them in their war. I'll never help you. You can't make me talk. Eric pushed with his feet in an attempt to scoot away from Jack as he approached. This time... Jack and Cole shared a smile. That's what they all say, Jack said with a low chuckle. He grabbed Eric by the arm and hauled him up. Eric howled as pain ripped through his shoulders. The world swirled as Eric was forced up and nausea threatened to empty his stomach. He struggled to keep his head upright, but it felt so heavy, and everything seemed to spin. I get a phone call, he panted. Fear at the reality of his future overwhelmed the pain in his body, until all that was left was terror pulsing through him. Jack had several inches and many pounds of muscle on Eric. He stared at Eric's eyes and enjoyed the fear he saw there. The bastard had nearly killed Bella, and he couldn't begin to guess how many other lives he'd destroyed. Jack threw Eric over his shoulder, delighting in the grunt of pain that huffed out of Eric. Eric teetered precariously on the edge of Jack's shoulder. He wasn't sure Jack would catch him if he started to fall. If he fell, he couldn't even use his arms to brace his fall. They were still shackled behind his back. In desperation, he tried to shimmy himself free, but Jack clamped down on his legs and secured him more tightly. Jack walked down the hallway past Cole, who was currently talking to Captain Wallace, and into the conference room. Then he spotted the messenger bag on the floor and the duct tape, and the cell phone on the table. His gut twisted. He let Eric slip off his shoulder and crash onto the floor. Eric howled as he landed on his shoulder. He couldn't hold back the tears that flooded his eyes. He pressed his head into the carpet as he wailed and tried to get to a kneeling position. He felt so fucking helpless. The disgust at the coward before him left no room for pity in Jack's heart. The bastard had used Bella, carelessly played with her heart, and then tried to crush the life out of her. He'd show Eric the same consideration he'd shown Bella. Jack jerked Eric closer to the table and knelt by him. He grabbed a jumbo-sized zip tie from his back pocket and slipped it between the one on Eric's hands. Then he wrapped it around the leg of the heavy conference table and tightened it. Eric wouldn't be crawling or slithering anywhere. Pain intensified as his arms were pulled tight in his nylon shackles. He groaned. That hurts. No shit, Jack said. He strode to the duct tape and cell phone that lay on the table and knelt. Looking under the table, he mumbled. Fuck. When he spied the bomb taped to the underside of the table. It didn't look like it was on a timer, but he didn't know for sure. Then he bent towards the messenger bag and saw the other bombs. He glared at Eric. How he would love to kill the man. But he kept reminding himself that Eric could serve them well. That was the only reason he kept Eric alive. So, how do these things work? A timer? Or remotely activated? He knew better than to trust the man. But he wanted to read his response. Detest and hatred swelled in Eric. He wasn't about to help the son of a bitch. It pissed him off that Jack had found them. If Eric didn't contact a deal by morning... Then a deal would set them off once business resumed in the building. But now it looked like the backup plan wasn't going to work. I'm not talking, Eric replied like a stubborn child. He narrowed his eyes and tried to look confident. Jack smirked at Eric's attempt to be tough. So be it. Jack gave a casual shrug of his shoulders and stood, tearing off a long piece of duct tape. This should keep you quiet. Eric shook his head back and forth, trying to avoid Jack's hands, but Jack pressed the tape onto Eric's mouth. Then Jack pulled out another zip tie and secured Eric's feet to the same table as his hands were so he couldn't kick around and make a ruckus. Eric was so securely attached to the table that all he could do was rock from side to side on his ass. Now Jack had to inform Cole about the bombs. They'd have to ask Captain Wallace to send a bomb disposal unit. At least it was night and the building was empty. He was torn between telling Bella and the EMTs that would arrive soon about the bombs. He didn't like the idea of the EMTs being inside the building when he knew there was a bomb. But he didn't want to scare Bella or inform the EMTs of what was really happening. At least for now, no one could know about Eric. Bella listened to the deep rumble of Cole's voice as he stood at a distance talking on his cell. She couldn't make out his words, but the deep cadence calmed her. She tried to lay as still as possible on the floor beside her desk, but she needed to turn her head slightly in order to see Cole. Hearing him soothed her. She knew Jack and Cole wouldn't let anything happen to her. She watched as Jack came back into view and signaled Cole. He made some motions with his hands while Cole held the cell to his ear. Then Cole turned his back on Bella and disappeared down the hallway. Jack smoothed his lips into a smile as he approached Bella. The siren of the ambulance was in the distance. He had very little time left to help Bella get her story straight. Kneeling beside her, he took her hand in his. The feel of her soft skin under his thumb as he stroked her hand calmed him. He explained the story that they would go with. She mouthed the word, Okay. She didn't like changing the story. She'd never been any good at lying. Her face and tone of voice always gave it away. And if this went to court she didn't want to perjure herself. The EMTs rushed through the office door and headed straight for Bella. Jack watched as they assessed her condition and affixed a neck collar to protect her neck and spine. As they worked, Cole joined them and tapped Jack's shoulder. I'll be right back, Jack said to Bella as the men loaded her onto the stretcher. He walked a short distance away with Cole. Cole leaned close so his words wouldn't be overheard by the first responders. Captain Wallace is sending over a team to collect the baggage and another team to take out the trash. Can I assume you'll go with Bella to the hospital? Jack gave a firm nod. Yes. There was no way he was letting her out of his sight. Chapter 34 Wednesday, 1 a.m. Bella wanted to say so many things to Jack. She didn't remember much but she remembered the world going black as Eric's hands crushed her throat. She knew Jack had saved her. He'd been the one at her side, begging her to come back. It was the sound of his voice that called to her as she awoke. She wanted to say thanks. But how do you thank someone for saving your life? Jack sat in the hospital chair. It was clear that it had been designed for function rather than comfort. He rested one elbow on the wooden armrest and leaned forward so he could be close to her. He held her hand. Not sure who that was helping more, him or her. He couldn't believe how close he'd come to losing her. That wouldn't happen again. He was going to let her know about his feelings whether Cole liked it or not. Cole would just have to deal with it. You're doing great, Jack said, stroking her hand. His gut clenched as he thought about what she'd been through. If he hadn't shown up when he did, she'd be dead. He knew the muscle in his jaw kept bulging as he gritted his teeth together. He stayed with her through the tests, but he'd been forced out of the room when the doctor did the routine rape examination. The doctors thought it would be a good idea since she'd been unconscious. They also collected samples of Eric's DNA from under her nails to use against him once the police found him. Jack wasn't concerned that the police would find Eric. He was gone, put somewhere safe. This case would remain open with the attacker being lost in the wind. He was okay with that. He knew Eric would receive more than adequate attention where he was headed. She forced her lips into a smile. Words couldn't express how glad she was that Jack was there. Tears threatened to fall as her eyes puddled. She blinked a few times to clear the blurry vision, and the salty beads streaked down her face. Watching her cry just made him madder guilt at his part in this nightmare ate at him. She'd been used and manipulated by a monster in order to get to him. She'd paid for his deeds. Jack gently pressed his thumb to her cheek and wiped away the tears. He wasn't sure what to say. He'd made his share of trips to hospitals around the world to support his injured friends. It was never easy, but sitting by Bella's bedside was killing him. I won't leave you. You're safe he promised. He forced his lips to curve into an encouraging smile. He was thankful that the doctors gave her a healthy dose of pain medication. Her face, neck, and hands were swollen and covered in bruises. She'd be asleep soon, and he would catch up with Cole and know what the hell was going on. Bella's eyelids were so heavy that she couldn't keep them open. She decided not to fight the sleep and gave herself over to it. A knock sounded on the hospital door. Jack stood and silently crossed the linoleum to open the door. How is she? Cole asked, stepping inside. He'd watched the recorded footage from the security cameras of his cell. The attack had been brutal. She was lucky to be alive. She's out. She doesn't seem to have any permanent damage. Her ribs are bruised. Jack felt guilty about that, but doing the compressions had saved her life. She doesn't have any brain swelling, despite the fact that she took several good knocks to the head. He'd seen the footage of Bella's attack. He knew he would never unsee that. The pain and fear in her face had torn out a piece of his heart. He'd live with that scar for the rest of his life. It was a good thing that Captain Wallace's men had already taken Eric into custody, or Jack would be doling out his own form of retribution right now. Cole stepped beside Bella's bed. She looked so peaceful as she slept, but the bruises angered him. She wasn't the only one attacked tonight. Logan had a situation, Cole stated. Logan? Jack's curiosity was piqued. Apparently his new girlfriend, Aditya Chopra, was the black widow. Was? She killed herself in his home office. The police took his statement. They were crawling all over his place when I called. Good thing Captain Wallace is on my speed dial. He's sending over some of his people to help Logan out. National security and all. That's going to piss off the cops. Is Logan okay? As okay as a man can be after he watches the woman he cares about blow her brains out. I think it will hit him once everything settles down. Right now he's in shock. But he did manage to delete the recording of Bella's attack from the security footage. Jack wished he could delete it from his memory too but it was good news that there was no record of what happened. The police needed to think that Eric fled the scene when Jack showed up. What about the others? Is anything weird going on with anyone else? I talked to everyone, nothing weird. No new people in their lives who would be associated with Eric or Aditya. Good. That was encouraging. But they didn't know if Eric or Aditya had other accomplices. Had they been a part of a sleeper cell? Were they still under threat? Cole looked at Bella again. She looked so helpless and tiny in that bed. But the security camera footage showed how strong she was. He respected that. She kept her wits about her and fought a man who outweighed her by about a good 60 pounds. He respected that. You know, I'm not letting her go, Jack said. His gaze focused on Cole. Cole saw the determination in Jack's face. Figured, Cole replied. He wouldn't be able to walk away, either. Just be careful. She's vulnerable now. Will be for a while. He trusted Jack. He knew he'd do the right thing concerning Bella. Chapter 35 Bella blinked a few times and opened her eyes. Jack was still in the chair he'd been in when she'd fallen asleep. His head rested on the mattress with one arm acting as his pillow and his other hand covering hers. The sight made her want to cry. She didn't think about Jack as being the lovey-dovey, touchy type, except for maybe when he was seducing a woman. But she would be eternally grateful that he hadn't abandoned her in the night. He'd kept vigil with her. As her hand slid from his grasp, he sat up. He worked the kink out of his back with a little stretch and neck roll. Hey there, beautiful, he said. He hated the bruises that covered her neck and darkened her face, but he had to give her credit. She'd put up a hell of a fight. The sound of his deep voice saying that to her made her smile. She knew she wasn't beautiful. She was in too much pain and knew that she was covered with too many bruises to even be in the ballpark of beautiful. In fact, it would probably be a good idea for her not to look in the mirror any time soon. Hey, she rasped out and touched her throat. I know, he said as he gave a quick nod. Don't talk. He wanted to give it to her straight. She deserved that. You'll feel awful for a while, but then it will heal and the pain will go away. No permanent damage. He leaned back in his chair and crossed his arms over his chest. He needed some distance or he'd put his hands back on her. The doctor's been in. He's releasing you today. I'll take you home. She nodded and tears filled her eyes. Why me? Jack knew she needed to understand. He needed her to know that none of this was her fault. She'd been completely innocent. Yes, she'd be the one attacked. Eric, he shrugged. He chose you because of us. He wanted revenge for a bombing that we participated in. You'll never know how sorry I am that you got hurt. She did her best to smile, but her face hurt too much. In fact, everything hurt. How, she whispered. How did this happen? Jack leaned forward and rested his elbow on the bed. Her arm was inches from his fingertips. He wanted to touch her, let her know how much he cared, but now wasn't the time for that. She was already overloaded. We're looking into him, but so far, we've learned that he'd been raised in the United States. He moved to Dubai. He moved to Dubai to do an apprenticeship with a computer company. While he was there, it appears that he was drawn into drugs and extremist Islamic thinking. He converted and changed his name. Although not legally, to Hazim Ali. From there, it appears that someone gave him a false identification and passport so he could travel between the States and the Middle East without creating paper trail. They even erased his apprenticeship and transferred everything he'd done to the Hazim cover. At first glance, it doesn't look like Eric spent any time in the Middle East. Everything looks legit. Whoever created his backstory was a real professional. Jack hoped they'd learn a lot more from Eric during his interrogation. There had to be a sleeper cell in the area that supported him. Bella moaned, and her face twisted in pain as she shifted her shoulders. She inched her fingers over until they rested on Jack's arm. What's wrong? Jack asked. Do you need more pain meds? She shook her head. Glad you're here, she scratched out. His heart nearly exploded from the joy at those words. Nowhere else I want to be. He stroked his thumb over the silky skin of her hand. He would see her through this, and they'd never need to do another background check on another one of her suitors ever again. He would be filling the role of suitor for her from now on. He just needed to get her on board with that. I hope you enjoyed Avenging Kiss. With all the twists and turns, it's one of my favorites. If you have not had a chance to listen to Blood Kiss, you may want to do that. It can be found in episodes 27 through 37. Our next book is Coveted Kiss, it picks up where Avenging Kiss left off. Will Cole and Jack get the women of their dreams? You'll have to stop by and listen as the next adventure begins. To keep up with the various novels and authors that we feature, you can follow My Secret Obsession on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Cherish Lively, or visit the website at tinyurl.com/cherishlively. Goodbye.